trending news now. Trending news right now. So it's five minutes past four. My name is Asanda Beda. This is SAFM Sound Awake. A good morning, Wednesday morning to you. Let's look at that. What's happened in social media in the last 24 hours? Lorato Tseking, social commentator and CEO of Decode Communications, joins us now. Lorato, how are you on this Wednesday? I'm very well, Asanda. Good morning to you and to the listeners. Okay, let's go straight to it, and then thanks for making time. So, Stats SA, we start there, has recorded uh, gross domestic product uh, has grown by 1.2%, and that is in the fourth quarter of last year. So, they are showing, I guess, it's positive. We can look at it at that because the economy was 1.8% smaller than the first quarter, but uh, there was a bit of growth. No, 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 uh, uh, absolutely. You know, any good news, particularly around the growth of the economy, is welcome news. Uh, and, and although we're reporting, it, it's, it's really a report of the, the entire year, calendar year last year, where the, we're looking at a growth about, about 4.9, right? And I think what makes it positive is that the, the projections built by our own treasury and the Reserve Bank had been sitting at about 4.8% and the International Monetary Fund uh, sitting at about 4.6%. So meaning uh, it, all indications are that we, we exceeded uh, the, the, those projections. So it's positive in, 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 in that way. But I think what, what is good as well is that, you know, looking at the, the main activities that really contributed to this growth, agriculture in the main and you know you know although uh, agriculture can be seasonal and i say it can be because certain crops can only you know be, be planted and, and uh, uh, be taken care of and, uh, uh, during certain uh, yes. seasons of the year uh, and, and uh, but, but however it, it was it contributed quite significantly mining of course and we've seen a number of uh, mining houses you know just if you're just looking at the, the, the reports, whether it's uh, their quarterly or half yearly results, majority of the mining companies have done relatively well. So, so those two sectors in the main, of course, uh, professional services continue, and financial services in particular continue to contribute exceptionally uh, so to, to uh, the economic growth. So, so, so we need a lot more of it. Of course, the, 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 the only worrying thing is that the projections for this year are relatively lower. Uh, and, and I guess it's, it's really looking at a number of issues that, that we are dealing with, that South Africa may, may now be, you know, fully uh, or majority of the people back to work because of the uh, lockdown restrictions that are almost completely non-existent. Mm-hmm. But the challenge is that the, the global demand is still very low due to the issues of, of, of COVID, therefore that hampers productivity. There's still, not a, there's still a lot of people who are unemployed. Uh, there's still you know, issues around investment. Uh, and, and I guess the, the upcoming uh, investment summit of the president may give us an indication of uh, you know, where really some of the investors are, are, are thinking and, and are going. 
Yeah, and I mean, as you say, uh, I guess with economics, we can never be fully positive. There's always going to be negative in, in, in economic outlooks. I've never seen uh, analysis that was just positive because then also we're saying the GDP of the country is still to recover uh, to the level that it recorded in the second quarter before we had the July uh, civil unrest. But then we did predict this. Economists did say that it's going to take us some time to recover from that unrest. So... I don't know if that is even something we should note as a negative, if we we saw that. Indeed, and, 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 and I think one of the things that, uh, one, as South Africans, we must really be concerned about is that, uh, you know, when, when you see movements, and I call them movements maybe, you know, like the Operation Bidilas and the likes, right? They are actually talking to this social unrest or the, the bubbling under of the social unrest. Because uh, although the, 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 there's, uh, the, 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 there's a sense that it, it, there was some sort of coordination uh, with, with regards to the July unrest, uh, and, and they were pegged really against the incarceration of President Jacob Zuma. So, so in, in my view, I, I guess we just need a tipping. This, uh, you know, this kind of social unrest uh, is just reaching a tipping point. And in July, it was uh, President Jacob Zuma's arrest. And uh, the question now is, is there a teaching point that may happen and that may just get, you know, get a whole lot of... Because I'm just thinking that if this operation, the July, which started in Soweto, is now manifesting itself in, in Alexandra, and if it starts moving to many other townships, right, what does it mean? That's the first part. The mm-hmm. second part, which is the, the, most, the most important now, is the kind of disruption that it does to the economic sectors, uh, particularly in areas where, you know, for instance, if they decide to uh, stop uh, trucks from delivering goods uh, from point A to point B, or fuel, or any other that is required to really get the economy economy goal going, it's, it's really going to, to set us back and, and lot more. Unfortunately, the, the, the other part, which may not necessarily have to do or anything to do with, with the uh, possible social unrest, is the issue of uh, rising inflation, right? So we saw petrol, uh, you know, now it's at uh, record levels, meaning uh, food is going to go up, transportation is going to go up. What does that do to the, does the common psyche of uh, uh, the society, people who have to wake up in the morning, go to work, uh, and, and, and I'm just wondering what that does to, 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 to productivity. It would actually be interesting to, to read some research reports that talk to what is the, the, the cause or at least the, some sort of relationship between uh, you know, the effects of the, the negative effects of, of uh, the rising inflation and uh, productivity. Okay, let's talk uh, hashtag Mbalula, the Minister of Transport now, in terms of what he's tweeted and how uh, people are not letting his tweet go around Ukraine. I didn't think this was going to be a a controversy that we're still talking about now. It's not dying down. but So he tweeted about Ukraine, saying that he's just landed in the Ukraine on Saturday. And then there was, you know, questions around that. And then he had a a visit to the Acacia Driver's License and Testing Center in Chwane on Monday. So he definitely could not have been in the Ukraine on Saturday and then back here on Monday. And uh, a a journalist then uh, asked him about, uh, besides what was happening around the license and testing, about this tweet and what was happening there. 
So, let us see Mbalula in this, you know, typical style of uh, being, call it, sometimes sharing uh, tweets in jest about uh, serious issues. He shared a joke on Saturday claiming that, or he said that he's landed in, in Ukraine, right? And I guess it was in the sense that there were many, many of us as Africans were making jokes about the war in Ukraine, either using uh, videos of uh, social media or flooded with videos of uh, soldiers who are just making a mess of things, whether it's a cannon, uh, overturning or, or, or something, capsizing, and, and things like those. So I suspect he, he may have been playing for them. But it, it, I, I think what, may be, what, what makes it uh, serious, Asanda, and, and I understand where you come from, you know, when you're saying that you didn't think that it would actually be, it, it would actually be this big. I think three things, right? The mm-hmm. first thing is that uh, we, we just recently had the diplomatic, you know, almost tension, unnecessary tension that may have been caused by their issuing a statement and then the presidency also issuing a rebuttal statement at least and Sunday Times with a headline that says Ramaphosa angry at Derko for the kind of statement that, that, they, that they, they issued, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and in this case, you therefore need a country position that talks to uh, the, 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 Russian, the Russian invasion in, in, in Ukraine. You don't need any leader uh, you know, uh, creating some sort of unnecessary speculation, whether in just or, or, or otherwise. So the second thing is that Minister uh, Balula, unfortunately, he is known for trying to cause controversy unnecessarily. But the third thing is that when there's an opportunity for somebody in his position to quickly defuse a situation, which in my view that if, if I was, you know, his uh, comms advisor, I would have asked him to say, listen, apologize quickly and allow for this thing to go away. Instead, he goes and uh, uh, one just uh, uh, brushes the journalist who was asking him the question. Two goes on to uh, try and justify the issue uh, on 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 Twitter again, uh, claiming that the journalist is trying to, to to be popular at his expense uh, and, and 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 the likes. Right? You then get the sense that the minister does not really comprehend the profoundity of him being a leader a public servant who ought to be, to a great extent, beyond reproach. And do, do you think then maybe the responses that, that, that followed as a result, as, as you say, I mean, the journalist, after that appearance at the License and Testing Center, went to tweet, then the minister responded in his own tweet. Do you think if the transport minister had just kept his silence, because during the appearance there at the center, the testing center, he refused to comment, that this would not have happened, that this would not have been the response then that also other journalists were weighing in on? So, so, so I, I suspect, uh, one, he, he, he may have also felt that he needed to to respond because, for instance, there was an article by Stephen Crobes uh, already in, in, in Daily Maverick. There was another article, an editorial, by uh, the Sunday Times or, or, or Times Life, right? And I guess in anticipation uh, of more coming as a way of responding to that, he was trying. He may have been trying to rebut that, right? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it, it, it has that it has that fired.
Okay, so and then the comments that were tried to uh, be extracted in terms of the citizen, the newspaper contacting his spokesperson for a comment, uh, but did not receive any response. Do you think this is a story? Should we continue to uh, follow this or just leave it? So, so here's the challenge that the minister has created, right? Uh, remember, uh, he used to have a spokesperson in Ayanda Alipay. Yes. And, and, when I, and, and since Ayanda Payne uh, uh, left as a, spokes, as a spokesperson of the ministry, they have not replaced uh, or they have not filled the vacancy. So uh, SA2 Hassan remains the media liaison officer, which is completely different to somebody who's serving the function of uh, uh, speaking on behalf of the minister. And that is why from time to time his advisor, uh, Mr. Lorenz Gentile, would then be uh, shielding in a number of interviews in, uh, and dealing with a lot of uh, face-to-face uh, kind of um, media, media interactions. So, so, so I, I, I think that that can already create a, a, a conundrum for, for them. In my view, he ought to have quickly filled that post because when you have somebody as senior, somebody that you would have recruited, that you respect, not only respect them as a professional, but you respect their, advi- their advice and counsel, you are likely to listen to them. So I, I, I doubt that, minister, and, and, I'm, and I'm not even saying that SA2 is not competent, nor is it good enough to, or is not giving uh, good advice. I suspect he is, but I doubt the minister sees SA2 as somebody who you know, can give him the right kind of advice, and that is why he does not seem to be taking any or uh, considering uh, any communication implications in a lot of the things that he has done ever since Ayanda Alipayne uh, or Ayanda Payne has left. And her gap is, you know, is felt, uh, 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 you know, deeply so. And, and also I think in the reality terms, it, it would be difficult to be a spokesperson for a minister such as our uh, Minister Mbalula, because he's quite vocal himself. He, he does speak for himself a lot of times. And, I mean, you've done research on this as decode communications in terms of which ministers are mo- most active and which uh, departments are most active on social media. And we sort of did bring to an analysis to that in terms of, uh, you know, who people feel will respond to them better and uh, how that translates in terms of their spokespersons and their own accounts. But, but let's take a short break, uh, Lorato. We need to do that before we get cut off. Uh, Lorato Siking, social commentator, will continue discussing our social media trends in the last 24 hours. News right now. Continuing our chat on what's happened in social media in the last 24 hours, we were just wrapping up on hashtag Mbalula. Lorato, I don't know if you want to close that in terms of research you did as well on Twitter and social uh, commentary and, and presence of ministries and ministers as well as spokespersons. Yes. So, so uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, the, the, this recent feedback by Minister continues to demonstrate that uh, he, he is failing to utilize the 2,700, 2.7 million followers that he has for good effect, right? Because, uh, it, it, you know, if, if you think about it, he ought to be uh, you know, best at communicating, or at least uh, because he has such a huge uh, 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 audience, right? Mm. But uh, we are raising the issue, is it, is, would it be easy for any spokesperson to really deal with a particular balloon? 
I think so. So, so if you if you look at mm. and, and one of the examples is I look at Gauteng, uh, uh, for instance, right? There, there's a Thabo Masebe uh, who who is now the acting DG, but uh, he he is there in, in his normal post is the head of communications. So, so he's one of the most respected uh, ANC uh, table, uh, you know, communicator, uh, and, and, and to a great extent majority of the politicians, including the Premier and the NECs, are people that take him seriously. And therefore, they, they then don't uh, you know, uh, do as they think, as they think, they, they take his counsel. So I suspect if Mbadula were to find somebody like that, somebody who really wants, who, who he really respects, but who, who he, he takes their counsel, and whenever this person raises uh, him in, he, he, he listens. I suspect it, 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 it is possible for it to happen. But if you have the kind of community, for instance, that we have in the presidency uh, with uh, uh, Tyrone C, right, who one never responds to journalists whenever they, they send him a request, who uh, uh, records all the press releases that, that, that he put out, his phone, apparently his phone is often off. You will then have of a principal that can always think that it is okay to rub uh, Rashford or the over journalists and the public itself. So, so I guess it's, it's really a, a balancing act that if done well, it can be done exceptionally well. But if, you know, uh, people find uh, uh, spokespeople that, you know, that they just see them as subordinates, they are likely, uh, you know, to continue as, as they please. Okay. Let's talk to uh, Vessel Maria High. So this school, there was a video circulating in social media that's showing an incident that happened. There were a teacher at this Vessel Maria secondary school in Wadenalris in the Free State is violently pushing a learner. Now, the parents of this student have now opened an assault case. The Department of Education there in the Free State also had their say. Your uh, thoughts on this? So, uh, as, as, as a, a child of a teacher, and, and my mother is, uh, is the, on the 31st of March, it will be her last day uh, in, in the education sector. Oh, we love she, that. Because she's retiring. <laughs> I mean, we love the fact that she, she's she, been a teacher. I love teachers as well. <laughs> I love that. Sure, sure. Uh, she, one of the things that she, she had been consistent in, in, in raising and complaining about has been the discipline of students in school, right? Mm. So, so when I saw this incident, I could hear my mother, you know, you know, raising the issue of discipline. And even worse, my mother-in-law, uh, before she retired four years ago, she taught in high school, and she had wanted to stay a few more years longer, but she decided to leave because she just felt that teenagers uh, were being too unruly and being too uh, disrespectful, right? But of course, that being the case, it does not give uh, the right to any teacher uh, or any adult, in, uh, uh, for that matter, to then find, you know, in, in an attempt to discipline uh, children to, you know, use their force or use physical violence uh, to, to try and get the, the, the learners to, you know, either obey the instruction as it, it looks when, when you watch this video. Uh, from this it, 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 you know, it, it, or at least as far as the report, the reporter uh, goes, that 
you know, the, the teacher was reminded that the, the kid asking them to leave, leave, leave their class, possibly about, you know, being delinquent. Uh, and uh, when he did not respond, he then decided to use physical violence. Unfortunately, uh, and again, uh, uh, looking at some of the evidence since the, the, the story has progressed, uh, the, the parents are saying that they are going to lay a charge of assault against the teacher. The Department of Education is involved. Uh, COSAS itself is saying that they are going to, to march to the school. To the school. Uh, and, and, and I think the, the biggest challenge that we, or at least as I was observing the conversations on social media, while this is this has almost been framed as a racism uh, issue, which I suspect it is, right? But I think the, the, the one dominant issue that we ought to also be talking about is how uh, discipline needs to be dealt with in, needs to be dealt with in, in school. I, I do not have an answer. I always struggle to whenever my mother raises the issue with me. I, I never have, have answers. So, so, so but, but, but I still think that it's something that we really need to uh, at least put our heads together about and, and think hard about how it can be dealt with. Absolutely. And it will be a difficult one. So I, for me, I don't think it's, you know, a case of do we just jump as parents and open assault cases? Do we just jump as the Congress of South Africa and call this teacher a racist? You know, do we... Uh, just go into judging the teacher because a lot of times we look at the reaction, but we don't look at the action. We don't look at what happened before. And I'm not blaming anyone, but I'm just saying in, in most cases it is the video that we be circulating does not show the backstory. What happened before the reaction uh, for this 14-year-old boy uh, to be pushed in the way that they were? And, 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 I mean, you do have to take things from a perspective of a teacher as well. They do struggle in terms of discipline. And, and as you say, we need to all come to the board, parents, communities, teachers, departments, to find a way of, of how do we deal with, with issues or, or, of such. And, and I mean, I know my mom as well, having given examples as a teacher before she became a pastor, that sometimes as a teacher, you try and discipline the child and then the parent will be the one who comes and says, you don't have any right to do anything. This is my child. Let me do what I need to, for, for my child. So. That resistance as well, sometimes coming from parents. We have to be honest about these things. No, no, absolutely. And that is why I'm hoping that, in, in fact, I was just thinking about if, if it's possible that, for instance, an equal education or a similar kind of uh, organization may be able to you know, start the conversation around the, the, the discipline issues in schools, particularly where, you know, teenagers. Uh, who you know, and, and, and some of them actually respond uh, as a result of uh, issues that they have to deal with or are struggling to deal with in their homes, in their communities, and how they are also being, being socialized. Or at least, how they project the project the violence. So, so, so I, I think that you know we, we really need to be. Uh, and, and I'm not even excusing the, t- the, the, the teacher, yeah. nor am I saying that uh, the racism issue ought to be a secondary issue. But I think while we deal with uh, you know, disciplining the teacher uh, through all the normal channels, dealing with the ra- racism, in case there was racism there, we then really need to be thinking hard, or at least uh, you know, coming together and, and, and working hard around the lack of discipline uh, in, in, in schools.
All right. And we have to just say to our moms who have been teachers, it is International Women's uh, Day yesterday and International Women's Day month. Yes, we salute yes. our moms. Okay. Mm, absolutely. Listen, they, they, they have done exceptionally well. Uh, my mother will be 62 in December uh, this year. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, you know, I've, I've said to her that I am glad that there are so many. She always gives us testimonies of young people who come there and say, Ma'am, we thank you because we, we are who we are today because of yeah. you and the many others that have, that have taught us. And, I, and, and you, you see her, her face light up uh, whenever she shares those testimonies. So, big ups to the teachers. They, they, they've done tremendously well with all of us. Absolutely. So let's end with hashtag gift of the givers. So the ambassador to Ukraine has lauded the organization. Once again, they've stepped in to do what they do best and uh, respond to disaster and see how they can help. Oh, man. Uh, one of my role models is Dr. Inkia Suleiman, the CEO and founder of Gift of the Givers Foundation. And, and, and I think, that, uh, you know, them being the, the biggest uh, kind of humanitarian uh, NGO in, on, on the continent, uh, always putting their lives on the line, particularly when, you know, when, when it's something as, uh, not as grave as uh, war, you can see, you know, I think that it looks relatively easy. And now they are literally going to put the families of uh, the, the volunteers in harm's way by going into, this, into the war zone. And although you know that you know that there are UN conventions that require that uh, any humanitarian aid, uh, vehicles, infrastructure, uh, and personnel ought not to be harmed in war or in, 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 in battle, right? But, but we know that there's always collateral collateral damage. But even with that, just uh, the givers uh, one, you know, they, they, they're committed to. Uh, offer emergency, uh, provide emergency medical and, and non-medical assistance, but most importantly, to help uh, 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 repatriate South Africans who may be stuck in different places, whether it's Ukraine itself or other countries like Poland and Hungary, which uh, some of the, the some of the, the, the South Africans were, were, were going to. I think they, you know they, they, they really deserve uh, they deserve. Uh, continuous accolades in our world. Yeah. Uh, and it's good to see that even South Africans uh, are, are, you know, are quite happy and supportive uh, on, on, or at least with the mission and their cause. Absolutely. On that note, uh, let's thank you as well, Lorato. We appreciate your time and a great Wednesday to you. Thank you so much, Asanda. Good morning and have a good evening. Thanks. Lorato Sekeng is social commentator and CEO of Decode Communications. Some voice notes on the poll question we asked in terms of the pre-sentencing proceedings in the theft case of Walter Sasulu University student Swongile Mani being postponed, her having received 40 million rand in her bank account by mistake. Should then the administra administrators of that fund also be prosecuted for their error? What do you have to say?